Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Speak Easy Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jaygat Maitan. For today's episode, we'll talk about smart cities and figure out if we can have these in our own communities. Listen in to my informative chat with R.D. Yanto of Things PH. Enjoy the show! The Speakeasy Project is a podcast that covers the business topics that matter to you today. Listen with ease to authentic conversations with thought leaders and industry experts to learn about the key issues, insights, and trends that could impact your daily life. Join your host, Jay Got My 10, and get down to the essence of what you need to know. So, cities become smart cities when they put data and technology to work. They help us make better decisions and help us deliver a higher standard of living in terms of time, health, safety, and multiple other aspects. Imagine streetlights that dim when roads are empty, sensors that alert your smartphone that pollution is below normal levels and you should go indoors, or intelligent cameras that alert the authorities the moment a crime is committed. The possibilities are endless. The struggle I have with smart cities is that what comes to mind are futuristic cities like Tokyo or Singapore. I'm not sure if this is something we are ready for or even can afford. Are there cities in the Philippines that have the vision and capacity to do this today? What does the city need to become a smart city? Joining me today to talk about smart cities is the founder and CEO of ThingsPH an artificial intelligence and Internet of Things technology company that provides innovative solutions for local government units in Metro Manila and other parts of the country. He is also behind Project Greengrass, an unmanned CCTV solution that helps LGUs monitor crowd density. Let's welcome my good friend, Mr. R.D. Yanto. Welcome to the podcast, R.D. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Jay. Thank you for having me. Ardi, give me the speakeasy on smart cities. So there's a lot of definition of smart city. It depends on on the business or the vendor or the company that's really going to define it. We, as an IoT company, it would be the really the sensors, the connectivity, and the, how the data coming from the sensors are consumed, and how it's able to help the public right, to create a higher quality of life. So basically, it's all a sensor there. Uh, you have a smart city command center, and then those data are really consumed and yeah, make it uh, put into good use. So you work with a lot of local government units, right? What are the biggest challenges preventing them from becoming a smart city? Probably let's let's use the pandemic. When the pandemic happened, we saw how disconnected the government and the people are. Even the government agencies on their own, they are so disconnected. They are not sync. They, they work on a separate, uh, different ways. They're siloed. I think that's one of the biggest problems. We haven't even started digitalization. Right? So digitalization is like, that's before you can even do IoT, you should start there. That is when you have your own database of citizens, probably. If you're a city, if you have a database of, of your citizens with your mobile numbers, then at least you can easily broadcast an announcement, right? So that they, they, they don't even have that yet. So that's beside the fact that, you know, infrastructure is not yet there. Connectivity, the internet connectivity is not yet widely available. I think we're still living in the 
traditional, very traditional government operations, <laughs> so to speak. So LGUs really have a lot of challenges, right? From security to traffic to pollution to definitely COVID-19. But what you're saying also is that, you know, having the right information on time is central to running that, that local government well. How would a smart city help deal with those challenges properly? So, um, okay, so I, I'm using COVID-19 pandemic as the, the, the case study. Right? So let's imagine this. A city that has a smart city command center, a city that is well-equipped with CCTVs, with artificial intelligence, um, a city that has a mobile app where the LGUs can easily communicate with anyone at any moment and probably on a per barangay level, uh, right? So they can easily uh, notify them that you will be going to a lockdown for three days. So please don't go out, please cooperate, things like that. So they can do it easily. So a city where street lights are apps, not just a, a, a pole with light, but also a sensor. It can sense air quality, it can sense traffic, it can sense uh, uh, people. Right? Um, if we have all these systems in place, then you are easily connected to everyone that you need to communicate with. You can easily see what's happening on the ground without being there because you can see everything in the command center. Where are people? Uh, where are the people? Right? Where, there's heat mapping systems. There's automated alerts that says there's too many people here gathering around uh, this business establishment. It's supposed to be 50% utilization, but it looks like 75% utilization. This is specific business uh, establishment. So if you have all that kind of systems in place, then I'm sure right, it will be a lot more easier managing the city on a pandemic level. Now, if you're able to do that on a pandemic level, then other, let's say, uh, less critical, less crucial problems would be really easy to manage. <laughs> right? So that's like very futuristic view. It's a vision, but that's guaranteed. It will really be a help to the community and to the government. Yeah, I see having a smart city is, is very practical to address some of the problems running a city. But, you know, I'm thinking, won't this take time to implement, assuming a city is embracing already this concept of a smart city? Yeah, um, yep, definitely it will take a lot of time. Um, but there are some that you can implement fast. There are some that it will really take time, right? For example, what we did... You know, what I mentioned were a smart city vision that's a lot of systems in place, but you can do it bit by bit. So, for example, this, uh, what we did on Pasig City, we actually did that in, well, a matter of one week, right? So in one week time, we were able to give them intelligence. They're on top now of their barangay. They can now easily see where people are congregating within one week, right? In Baguio City, when we deployed our pilot uh, uh, project there, we, it only took two hours to integrate like 20 cameras of them. And now they also have the same uh, capability. They have this level of intelligence that, um, that can help them. Right? Now, there are other systems that will take months, take years probably, but um, it, it it needs to be uh, it needs to be understood that um, these systems are like 
it, it, this is really this really needs to be done uh, in an iterative way. Right? You can do it. You can you can do everything in one go. Um, and then there needs to be like course prioritization. Which ones do we just uh, focus now? So, but yeah, how fast uh, to implement this solution? It depends. It depends on the type of system that you want, type of solution that you need, um, and then probably the level of information that you really want to get. So it all depends on that. Yeah, so the beauty of, of what you're saying is that you can start small and then you can scale it later on, right? Depending really on your vision of how smart your city you'd like it to be. Correct. So sky's the limit, right? So you can imagine it, you can imagine drones, you can imagine flying cars, <laughs> but everything will happen anyway. The question is, what do you want to, to solve now? And let's focus there. Ardi, you, you mentioned that you're already working with some LGUs in piloting this technology, right? Are there already specific benefits that they've seen already in implementing portion of their city into a smart city? Well, yeah, um, for example, this in Passing City, this is it's our favorite uh, LGU because they're really progressive and they really believe, they really trust, they really trust technology. So before, um, they just have, let's say, 80 CCTV cameras on the wall. So they're monitoring it. They probably have four or five people monitoring it, they're probably working three shifts for 24 7 monitoring it. And when we when we integrated our AI there, and then of course during COVID we want to monitor the crowded areas, then the AI is actually helping them to identify which areas are already crowded, even without anyone looking. So it just creates an alert, and the alert is sent to the people, and then now their personnel can now look at really what's happening in the CCTV specific stream. So. Just by looking at that, you see the uh, the effect that it's making to their process. You know? For example, if they have like 15 minutes response time, now they would have one minute response time, right? So that's great, right? Because they can immediately see because there's an AI monitoring on all of this. It's like, yeah, you like, you like have a bird's eye view, right? So now they are data-driven. Uh, the policies that we, they will be making it will now be based on data. So that's, that's um, this is a barangay that is progressive and let's say they have, um, they have easier problems than others. For example, uh, a city that is always flooded, right? So their focus area is monitoring the flood and ensuring that the people are, are notified of the risk, right? Before, before it happens. So, we are going to install, or we have installed river water uh, level monitoring. That can also help LGUs to see that there's already a risk building up uh, in this river. We need to trigger an evacuation protocol. So before, how do you do that, right? There needs to be somebody is in there on, uh, in front of the river monitoring it or something. <laughs> yeah. Or someone, uh, a citizen, that will report it's already flooded here. So it's very reactive before. But right now they can do preemptive evacuation. Yeah, at least you're you're not putting people in harm's way of monitoring the flood anymore, right? Right, right. So if, when you talk about uh, effectivity of the solution, we could also look at the 
cost effectivity of manpower and your security of your staff. Instead of them, you putting them in harm's way, let the technology work for you. So the end of it, you will see the benefit is really increasing your response time because you are now able to make the decisions faster because the data comes to you faster, right? So I think that's key. That's right. I guess, RD, would it be safe to say that for most LGUs or cities around the country, there's already an awareness of these options? I mean, if there's a city that wants to become a smart city, right? How would they go about it? Based on my experience, right? awareness about smart city, at least I can tell you, there's already a lot of LGUs in the Philippines claiming they're already a smart city, right? Why? Because they already have CCTV. Why? Because they already have their own LGU app. So, and then that's why I, I mentioned earlier that there are actually many smart cities. Um, but the question there is now, how are you going to able to extend your your system? Some people that I've talked to will use, you know, they, they already have this roadmap about smart city. So it's very easy to communicate to them. There are others though that really scrambling still on trying to digitalize their uh, and their processes and showing them that you can actually do more. It's not very helpful. I I don't I don't see that it's very appreciated. Uh, so to speak, it's like they have their own plans on smart city that they want to initiate themselves. Uh, although what we tell them is that you may have all these ideas and then you may think that you can do it yourself. But uh, when the time comes that you need help, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, a lot of IoT projects fail. And that includes smart city projects because... Part of well, majority of the reasons why it's failing is because they don't see the complexity of IoT projects. You know, around sixty to seventy percent of self-initiated projects fail. Right, so it fails to show the value. It fails to integrate to their if they already have their own smart city systems. Fails connecting to that system. So for interoperability. It fails to fit the budget because, you know, when you start, uh, when you're very excited about this kind of project, uh, you just sometimes you immediately jump on the project and haven't thought about the full picture. <laughs> <laughs> that can be dangerous. <laughs> very, very dangerous. So what we do is we always provide them the holistic view. Smart city is like this. And then this is the infrastructure that you need. This is the mindset that you need. Uh, we need people in the LGU, your government, that will work with us because this is a very dynamic engagement. This is not something that you can just put up there and suddenly you're a smart city. No, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very different animal. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a very um, popular catchword, but at the end of the day, definitely we need to do some homework on it before we start investing in these uh, smart systems, right? So, Ardi, if we want to know more about smart cities or learn how these technologies can benefit us, how can we get in touch with ThingsPH? Yeah, we have a Facebook page, ThingsPH, uh, or send an email to us, hello at Things.ph. We are very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, smart city, yeah, the very purest definition of it is actually a very scary uh, technology. Um, so we make it to a point to make it very friendly. We make it very simple, 
for example. While, while it's very complex, we try to show it as if it's just a simple technology, just so people, you would understand um, how it can really work. Well, thank you for coming to the show, RD, and sharing with us what smart cities are about. Thank you, thank you for having me, Jay. Um, I, I hope that I'm able to shed some light on the complexities of smart city and why it's needed, no matter what, and how uh, PingSpeech is trying to help the LGUs uh, by trying to make them understand, trying to make them experience smart city, even on a pilot project. So best of luck in spreading the gospel of smart cities and uh, take care and stay safe. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for listening to the Speakeasy Project. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, 